It seems every day things just get crazier, even though just yesterday you said to yourself, it can't get any more crazy than this. We've just learned that the Pope is going to address one of the most radical pro-LGBT leftist so-called Catholic conferences on the planet. Joe Biden, in a new interview, is once again boasting of his Catholicism and, believe it or not, never missing a Mass. In happier news, at least one bishop has told off his government for daring to lock down churches while leaving shopping centers and restaurants open. And finally, the leftist swing in the church has caused a number of usually closeted homosexuality promoting bishops to out themselves publicly. And we have that list for you. You're going to want to stay tuned. Let's begin as we always do at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We've just learned that Pope Francis is to deliver an address at the opening ceremony of one of the most scandalous yearly so-called Catholic events in the United States, the LA Religious Education Congress. This is the same event in Los Angeles faithful Catholics have been picketing for decades since it scandalously promotes homosexuality and strange liturgical practices. It's always headlined by the most dissenting priests and religious, and this year is no exception. The virtual four-day event, virtual of course because of coronavirus, which runs from February 18th to 21st, will include presentations from religious leaders such as Bishop Robert McElroy, who we featured Wednesday, insisting that Joe Biden be given communion, remember? Furthermore, many bishops are proposing that the conference take steps to publicly deprive President Biden of his ability to receive the Eucharist. In contrast to the direction advocated by this flock of bishops, we have a Pope who has placed encounter, dialogue, honesty, and collaboration at the heart of his approach to public conversation, and who is unlikely to endorse the deprivation of the Eucharist from the President. And this conference where Pope Francis will speak is also featuring fellow Jesuit Father Gregory Boyle who openly promotes homosexual marriage and women priests. Watch for yourself. Does God feel like that same-sex marriage could happen? I don't think anybody who has a connection to God and God's understanding and depth of compassion, who's going to say no? Some and, and, and this, you know, again, this is, a, a, you know, contrary to the, the party line, but I, again, it, it, this has always happened in my experience, even with poor folks, uneducated folks, monolingual folks, and you ask them, what's the church say? And they're clear. And what would God say? And then they're equally clear, and it's the opposite Punto thing. Y aparte. Yeah, and you just go, you know, um, God says I can't go to communion because I'm not married in the church. I mean, the church says that. Well, what would God want? Right. Oh, God thinks I should go to communion. Hello, what are we doing? Come on. You know, the Vatican just said that the ordination of women is a grave sin. I, have you ever met anybody who would think, who would agree with that? I mean, my 85-year-old mother doesn't think that's true. And a 15-year-old knucklehead gang member in my office is not going to think that's true. And it's shameful to kind of say stuff like that because it's not honest. Instead of saying, I'm frightened, for the church to say, I'm frightened that right. women will be ordained. That's honest. Say that. Right. But don't say it's a grave sin because that's nonsense. 
It is so sad that Pope Francis will be speaking at this virtual conference and thus giving this heresy-promoting conference his blessing. With all these things, we must continue to pray for Pope Francis's conversion. If that's not bad enough, Pope Francis just appointed homosexuality-promoting Newark Cardinal Joseph Tobin to oversee a very troubling situation where a Catholic bishop was undermined by the Vatican under Pope Francis for standing up for Catholic values. In June 2019, Indianapolis Bishop Charles Thompson cut ties with Brebeuf Jesuit Prep School after administrators at the school refused to follow his directive not to renew the contract of a male educator in a same-sex marriage. When the school refused to follow the policy, the Archbishop decreed that the school and I quote, can no longer use the name Catholic and will no longer be identified or recognized as a Catholic institution by the Archdiocese of Indianapolis. The Archdiocese, of course, which he heads. But when the Jesuit school appealed to the Vatican, the Jesuit Pope, in what should have sent shockwaves around the Catholic world, backed the school against the faithful Archbishop. Now, the school still identifies itself as a Catholic school, now, Pope Francis has called on Cardinal Tobin to arbitrate. Remember Cardinal Tobin. He was made cardinal by Pope Francis in 2017 while serving then as Archbishop of Indianapolis. Now, Tobin has a long history of backing the normalization of homosexuality within the Catholic Church. So which way do you think Tobin is going to rule on this case? Let me just say, if you are tired of the confusion and cowardice and craziness coming from leaders in the church, you don't want to miss LifeSite's latest interview with Father James Altman, whose words of clarity are so desperately needed right now. He sat down with LifeSite's Danielle Zuccaro recently to give his take on a number of controversial topics, including whether the church should permit Joe Biden to receive Holy Communion. Have a quick peek at this and be sure to check out the full interview at LifeSiteNews.com. I hear in the news that certain shepherds think it's perfectly okay to commit sacrilege and give that guy Holy Communion. That's sacrilege. So if they're out there listening, don't even try to challenge me on it. By the way, over 40 people have signed onto a LifeSite petition urging the U.S. bishops to refuse Holy Communion to pro-abortion Biden. Be sure to sign on yourself and share it too. You'll find it at lifepetitions.com. Beyond that, give your own bishop a call or letter or email, or better yet, meet with him personally to ask him to take action on this scandal in the church. Biden's so-called Catholicism seems to be in the news every day. The president, in his first White House interview along with his wife, told People magazine when asked if prayer helps him in leadership, and I quote, I don't want to proselytize. My religion for me is a safe place. I never miss mass because I can be alone, he added. So he also said, for me, prayer gives me hope and it centers me. At least some U.S. bishops are not taking this ultimate confusion lying down. Kansas City Archbishop Joseph Nauman told LifeSite News in an exclusive interview that the bishops of the United States have an obligation to act when it comes to the country's president identifying himself as a devout Catholic while working to expand abortion. He said this, and I quote, 
The fact that President Biden identifies himself as a devout Catholic while working to preserve and expand legalized abortion, even using tax dollars to fund abortion, presents a unique challenge to the bishops of the United States. Uh, Nauman, by the way, who also acts as the chairman of the U.S. Bishops' Conference uh, Committee on Pro-Life Activities, he called on the bishops and the laity across the country to pray and fast for Biden so that he will, that's Biden will, cease attempting to confuse people about Catholic teaching by trampling on the sanctity of human life while presenting himself as a devout Catholic. That's a quote from Nauman. So, when asked about how he deals with the problem of pro-abortion politicians who claim to be Catholic presenting themselves for Holy Communion, Archbishop Nauman said when dialoguing with them produces no fruit, he requests that they not present themselves to receive communion. And I quote, If even after an extended dialogue, a Catholic in public life persists in scandalous actions, I have found it necessary to request that they not present themselves to receive Holy Communion for their own spiritual welfare and for the protection of many others from moral confusion. And there are other bishops, other courageous bishops willing to speak the truth to power. Just this week, Peruvian Archbishop Javier del Rio Alba slammed his government for forcing churches to shut down while shopping malls are allowed to stay open. He said, and I quote, They have ordered the total closure of temples and centers of worship in almost all of Peru, while in the same places, banks, shopping centers, and even restaurants are allowed to operate with a capacity that can reach up to 50%, end quote. The archbishop reiterated the importance of in-person attendance at the sacraments, saying it is, quote, highly worrying that our leaders do not recognize this vital need of the majority of Peruvians and even give it less importance than merely recreational encounters. Remember, it is a universal principle that government cannot dictate religious practice. Remember, too, that there was an open letter published in May 2020. Catholic clergy led by former papal nuncio, Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, and three cardinals, Gerhard Müller, Joseph Zen, and Janis Puzatz, reminded politicians around the world that, and I quote, the state has no right to interfere for any reason whatsoever in the sovereignty of the church. They added, and I quote again, as pastors, we firmly assert the right to decide autonomously on the celebration of mass and the sacraments, just as we claim absolute autonomy in matters falling within our immediate jurisdiction, such as liturgical norms and ways of administering communion and the sacraments, end quote. And finally, let me get to our tier list of anti-family bishops. One of the best things about the papacy of Pope Francis has been the rediscovered honesty, you might say, of some of the dissident bishops in the church. Under the papacies of John Paul II or Benedict XVI, many prelates hid their heterodox views, but under Pope Francis, they feel free to show their true colors, or one might say, come out of the closet. This is a list of U.S. bishops only. It's like a top 10 list, a tier, tiered top 10 list, if you will, of the most anti-family bishops in America. First off, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Cardinal Blaise Subich has praised the pro-LGBT Father James Martin and has removed a priest in his diocese from a parish in apparent retaliation for his decision to burn a rainbow pride flag. Previously, the pride flag, by the way, was previously used by the parish to promote the homosexual agenda. When still an archbishop, I asked 
Now, Cardinal Supic, in a press scrum, if he believed that homosexual couples could receive Holy Communion, and he replied in the, infer in the affirmative. There's also Cardinal Wilton Gregory, he of, of D.C. Now, Cardinal Wilton Gregory has permitted the Shrine of the Immaculate Conception when he was back in Atlanta, to act as a center for LGBT events, including LGBT potluck socials and participating in the city's Pride Parade. He personally invited pro-gay Father James Martin to give a talk in his archdiocese and has designated a pro-gay priest who heads a homosexual-affirming parish as the spiritual director for victims of sexual abuse for the Atlanta archdiocese. Cardinal Joseph Tobin of Newark is the third bishop on our list. He has endorsed pro-LGBT celebrity priest, Father James Martin, has called the church's teachings on homosexuality unfortunate and hurtful, and welcomed homosexuals to the Cathedral Basilica in Newark as a part of an LGBT pilgrimage where Catholics married to same-sex spouses were invited to participate in the Sacrament of Holy Communion. Unbelievable. The next bishop on our list is Archbishop John C. Wester of the Archdiocese of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Archbishop Wester last year spoke at a conference on Catholic LGBT pastoral ministry, which included dissident nun Sister Janine Gramick uh, of New Ways Ministry, a pro-LGBT group, by the way, that is condemned by the Vatican and the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops, and the Archbishop also expressed his appreciation for people in the LGBTQ ministry. The next bishop on our list, Auxiliary Bishop John P. Dolan of the Diocese of San Diego, California. Bishop Dolan, who has been a pastor of an extremely pro-LGBT Catholic parish and has in the past, along with married homosexual partners, uh, celebrated a special mass for families of the LGBT community. The next bishop is Bishop Robert McElroy of the Diocese of San Diego, California. Bishop McElroy has declared that labeling homosexual acts as intrinsically disordered, as the Catechism does, is, and I quote, very destructive language that I think we should not use pastorally. Bishop McElroy also was praising a parish that advertises masses with the LGBT rainbow flag and has a young adult ministry led by an openly gay man. The next bishop on our list, Bishop John Stowe of the Diocese of Lexington, Kentucky. Bishop John Stowe has promoted homosexuality in the church and last year spoke at a conference on Catholic LGBTQ pastoral ministry and previously at a radical pro-LGBT conference stating that morality is about dignity, not rules, even though the group organizing the conference has been condemned by the Vatican and U.S. bishops. The next bishop on our list is Bishop Stephen Beegler of the Archdiocese of Cheyenne. Bishop Beegler has, alongside a cardinal and ten bishops, teamed up with a pro-homosexual advocacy group to release their statement affirming youths who identify as LGBT, stating, God is on your side. Moreover, he downplayed the fact that the majority of victims of clerical sexual crimes against minors in the Catholic Church have been teenage boys. The next bishop on our list is Bishop Edward Weisenberger of the Diocese of Tucson, Arizona. Bishop Weisenberger, uh, excuse me, Bishop Weisenberger has just signed a statement in 
<clears throat> partnership with that pro-homosexual advocacy group uh, in support of young people who identify as LGBT, telling them, again, as the last bishop did, that God is on your side. The next bishop on our list is Bishop Joseph Kopaz of the Diocese of Jackson, Mississippi. Bishop Kopaz has, alongside <clears throat> the cardinal and many bishops, signed on to that same uh, statement affirming LGBT youth. Also, he's suspected of covering up for fraudulent priests and for punishing whistleblower priests. The next bishop on our list is actually an honorable mention. Um, this would be a number 11, but it's Cardinal Kevin Farrell. Cardinal Farrell, who was a U.S. bishop for 30 years, he deserves an honorary mention on our list because even though he was moved to the Vatican in 2016 by Pope Francis and made a cardinal, he was one of the few high-ranking prelates who publicly praised Father James Martin's book. So, knowing this list is actually good news. We can avoid these bishops. We can guard our children and our family and friends from their false teaching. But most importantly, we can pray for their conversion. Remember, these men are very much like Joe Biden and perhaps some of your own friends and family. They're all very probably nice, likable people. They all believe they're practicing Catholics. They just believe something very different from what the church has always taught about homosexuality. Homosexuality is an intrinsically disordered sexual drive. Just like the temptation to any sin, these drives are to be fought against and giving into them brings us to sin. The inclination or temptation is not a sin in itself. When we give in to the temptation, which is when we sin, it can deprive us of eternal life. Just like it is a sin for a married man to give in to temptations, to be intimate with a woman who's not his wife, or even as our Lord himself said, to look at another woman with lust, so too these men and women who give in to the temptations of lustful desires towards people of the same sex are harming themselves and those they involve in these behaviors. The church's stance on this issue is one of love. Love for God first and love for neighbor and self. It's not love to offend God, nor to harm your neighbor or yourself. Same-sex sexual behavior harms the body, mind, and soul. To really show love, to really care for those with same-sex attractions is to tell them with kindness and honesty that giving in to such temptations are deadly and with God's grace, those temptations can be overcome. It is a struggle, for sure, just like it's a struggle to remain pure in this world steeped in sexual temptation. Remember, Our Lady warned in 1917 that more souls go to hell for sins of the flesh than for any other reason. She also gave us the remedy. So let us pray for these bishops. Let us offer up our prayers, sacrifices, and sufferings in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass for their conversion and for our own purity of heart, mind, and soul. Let us remember to make the first five Saturdays devotion as Our Lady asked us to do. And by promoting true devotion to Our Lady in this world, her Immaculate Heart will triumph as she brings once again Jesus Christ to a fallen world and into the stables of our hearts. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. And may God bless you. Hi, this is John Henry Weston, the co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News. I'm coming to you today because we want to be sure that we're communicating clearly with you, our loyal followers. Things are really heating up, as I'm sure you can see. Christians, conservative truth-tellers, 
are being targeted, are being banned from social media platforms like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at an alarmingly fast rate. They are attempting to suppress any narrative that does not fit that of the mainstream media. We knew this day would come. We have been warning everyone who would listen and attempting to build up alternative platforms to continue to reach you. We have established ourselves on all sorts of platforms I'm going to explain in a minute, but the most important thing to do is come direct to lifesitenews.com because there we will always be. But we've also established ourselves on platforms like Parler and MeWe and our videos can be found on Rumble as well. We would love to see each of you on those platforms too, as they are not censoring or suppressing the truth that we are sharing every single day. More than these alternative social media platforms, we highly encourage you to subscribe to our email newsletter. We have really built up a large list of loyal readers on our email marketing platform, and we have prepared several backup plans for, well, I want to say if, but it's really when, we are removed from our current platform as well. Additionally, I really encourage you, as I said before, to make it a regular habit to go directly to lifesitenews.com. Make it your homepage. While all of these different platforms are an excellent way to curate your news, going directly to our website means that you will never encounter any censorship or sudden loss of LifeSite News reporting. Here's the thing. We will never stop sharing the truth. We founded this organization with the mission to be the life, family, and culture source for men and women who seek to know the truth. We have established a track record of honest reports, and this will never stop, even with censorship happening around the globe. Again, I'm encouraging you to join us on Parler, MeWe, Rumble, and on our email list. You can find all the direct links in the description of this video. May God bless you and keep you, and we are so thankful that you've chosen to follow and support LifeSite News. I'm John Henry Weston, co-founder and editor-in-chief of LifeSite News.